whether you want to call it the age of Pisces, whether you want to just call it that's the way things have always been, the divine masculine is hard and it's like forward pushing and it gets things done. Whereas the feminine is more about marinating and like being with and giving life to. Well, hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Live Your Truth Now. I am Mike. And I'm Katie. Oh my goodness gracious, do we have a fun topic to talk to you guys about today. We're going to talk about levity. The light, the fluffiness, the airy, maybe the woo-woo. I don't know. Are we going to go woo-woo today, Katie? I know you love that shit. Try to keep it pretty (laughs) un-woo-woo. Yeah. Yeah. No, let's not go too woo-woo for this one. But we thought today would be really interesting for us to dive into this topic of levity. And the reason being is that Katie and I, before the show, were talking about how heavy personal development work is. And we've been tackling some pretty crazy shit the last couple of weeks with limiting beliefs and then talking about health and fitness and also discussing with uh, some wonderful guests that we have around fear. And then we were talking about money. And there's just like a lot of heavy shit that's just coming up just about money in general. And, you know, just all the things that we think about on a daily basis, like, oh, my God, what if this happens? What if this happens to me? Like, what if I don't have money? What if I, you know, what if I just I'm so paralyzed by everything that's happening in the world that I just don't end up ever living out my dream in this life? So, Katie and I thought we should switch it up a little bit and start talking to you guys a little bit about kind of living in this area of not taking things so seriously, which I think is going to be like a really cool thing for us to operate in. So with that being said, Katie, today is going to be a little bit of a Q&A format. So I'm actually going to pelt you with some questions. So essentially, you're the guest slash co-host for the show. How do you feel about that? I feel like I'm ready to go on this hot seat, hey? Perfect. Okay, great. Hit me. So, all right. <laughs> well, SOS. first question that I have for you is, what is levity? Because I had no clue what it was before. I, I felt like I kind of did one of those things, like my ego kind of came in and was just like, oh, well, yeah, dude, about you know knowing, what Yeah, I know, right? I was just kind of <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's fine, Katie. Like, I know what that shit is. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, I don't. I don't Five seconds later, even... Katie, what is levity before I say what <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But that's good, though. That's good practice. So, you know, it's kind of like short ego death. It was just kind of like, hey, man, like, you don't know what this is. You might as well just ask her because she's been using this word, like, I don't know, six, seven times that we were <laughs> talking before. Don't act like you know. So, Katie, what is levity? Levity is a quality or state of being that is one of lightness, that is one of flow, that is one of rising above the heaviness. It is choosing joy, choosing grace, choosing uh, a more effervescent state of being. So the Mm. opposite of levity is heaviness. It's like drowning in what's hard, what's challenging, what's confronting. It's being overwhelmed. And so this is why Mike and I started wanted to have this conversation because I'm in this huge state of transition right now. Mm, and yeah. I was telling Mike that I am doing my goddamn best to maintain a state of levity rather than getting heavy with the fear, with the doubt, with the uncertainty, all these human things that show up when our lives change because we are wired towards certainty. We want to know what's going to happen. And so we're in a state of uncertainty of when things are emerging, our brain is trying to make sense of it all. And and, and when that happens, it's 
a possibility that if you're not trained to be in a state of levity, we get overwhelmed and we close down. Yeah. I think for something for you that what I'm hearing you say with this is that you're trying to stay in this state of levity, even though things are heavy. Uh, mm -hmm. Would you care to share a little bit more about some of the heaviness that you're focusing on? Because I think you've talked about it a little bit. I'm going to use this term loosely. You've danced around it a little bit. But I think it'd be so good for our listeners and our friends and family that are tuning into this episode to hear more kind of what you are going through specifically that would create this kind of dichotomy of levity and heaviness. Great question. I am a coach and consultant and I have my own business. And so when we have our own businesses, there is a natural life cycle to every client. And recently two of my clients have ended just due to natural life cycles of the projects. I'm, I offer a lot of value. They no longer either need the value or can afford it. And so now with this openness in my schedule, Mike and I are starting our business about narrative design, helping individuals, teams, and organizations craft their ultimate story. And the story has multiple impacts. It helps with employee retention. It helps with customer development. It helps with customer retention. It helps with marketing. It impacts branding. It impacts leadership. Basically, what's the story that people are buying into when they work with this brand? And so as I start a business as an entrepreneur, and it's not my first business I've started, but it's a new business. There's a lot of unknowns. Like, is this the right path? Am, am, am I making the right decision? Is this in alignment with me? So there's just a lot of questions that I've been asking myself about to get to my clarity, to get to my truth, to get to my true north, to get to my sense of alignment of what am I bringing into this world from a place of curiosity, of creativity, a place of passion, a place of wisdom and knowledge. And when I opt into that, what am I leaving behind? Like if I choose this, what am I not choosing? And so where the heaviness comes in is the fear. Like, am I doing the right thing? And there is no such thing as the right thing. Like that's just our human brains trying to wire each other, to our, trying to wire ourselves towards certainty. There's something you said about, is this the right path for me? And I think this is so interesting because you're starting a new business and you are definitely not alone. I think when anybody starts any sort of venture, first thing they think about is, is like, what in God's name am I doing? Like, is this the right thing? Talk to me a little bit about what transpires in your mind when you have that question pop up for you. Is this the right thing? Because I believe on a conscious level, you have decided to go this route, yet I feel as though there's a little bit more depth that you can bring to the table specifically with what is, what is coming up for you. And I think many people will relate to this. One of my core values is authenticity. And by that, I mean, I do what feels like it's in alignment with me. I do what feels like it's truth. And I know my gift, like my gift is clarity. My gift is light. And for some reason, <laughs> I have a lot of expectation on how I realize that gift in this lifetime. And I really care about what I do and how I show up in the world. Like I want to give, I want to be of service and I want to impact as many people as I possibly can with this gift because it is a gift and it's helpful and it's healing. So when I think about my job and like J-O-B work, whatever you want to call it, thing I do for fun, the thing I do for a living, how I earn my value, how I make my money. I don't really like the word work or job. <laughs> mm. Yeah, tell me more about that. It comes from a place of pain. Mm. 
I've had a couple internships in my first job out of college where I felt so confined. I felt so unseen. I felt like I was wasting my time. I didn't trust that the people I was working with had my back. I didn't really see my why in my work. Yeah. And so like I was just living in a state of resignation at freaking 23 to 26 years old when I have come off the pinnacle of my life so far, graduating from Yale, having so much freedom, a lot of autonomy, the ability to pursue anything that I wanted to pursue and then being like stuffed into this little corporate role. Like it was painful. And so that's why I take my work so seriously now is because I see this is this is the manifestation of how I show up in the world. Mm. And I'm crazy enough or courageous enough or bold enough to pursue it and not take the path that has already been trodden. I want to dive into something a little bit deeper when you talk about more on like a macro level. So you're talking about work is more confinement slash resignation for you. I think as a whole, I would love for you to expand about this feeling that people have when they go to work or they go to a job and why is there this like restriction here? Like, is it the office space? Is it the fact that I have to like sit at my fucking desk and like do emails when my phone allows me to be mobile? Is it the too much of the wiredness or the connectivity that we have with email, the, the multiple platforms like email, Slack, Instagram, like all the tools? Are we like too connected all the time that it makes us feel like we can't be free anywhere? For me, when I think about work and jobs, I think of corporate hierarchy and structure. And so I'm not like an anti-job or an anti-work person. I've just, I haven't found a workplace environment that follows more of that traditional structure that has really worked for me. And given I've had one, I well, I've had three experiences in it. And so maybe it's, maybe it was a bad fit three times, right? We can make any sort of meaning that we want to make. And working with a lot of corporations and organizations, a lot of it boils down to the systems and structure, which can be yeah. quite oppressive. Mm-hmm. They're generally ones that they're generally hierarchical and business is patriarchal in nature. And that isn't that men are bad, women are good. Patriarchal just means male dominated, male led. And it's all about like coming up with the father, like the the father is the leader of the organization. And so when organizations are hierarchical and they're patriarchal, it excludes the femininity. And all humans have the divine masculine and the divine feminine. The divine masculine is the container holder. It's the steer of the ship. It's the rudder. It is the structure. It is money. It's order. It's how things get done. The feminine is the juiciness, the creativity, the connection, the the life-giving. The ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And we need both. And whether you want to call it the age of Pisces, whether you want to just call it that's the way things have always been, the divine masculine is hard and it's like forward pushing and it gets things done. Whether it's the feminine is more about marinating and like being with and giving life to. And so when I've been working with organizations, I've just been noticing the imbalance. It's all about showing up and being productive, working hard or appearing that you're working hard. It's all about value given to earn a paycheck, value earned. Do you think that companies now or organizations now, given the fact that COVID came in and kind of shifted this and, you know, basically COVID came in and changed the entire workplace, the way we operate and work. We're now utilizing Zoom. But we're also homeschooling our kids and there's like a burden, right? And so the order may be a little bit more chaotic than it usually is. But what I've actually noticed is is that companies have been a little bit more reactive with the way that they're catering catering to employees in terms of how they show up to work. And not so much like the work from home benefits or like, you know, free beer Fridays or like ping pong tables. It's a little bit more of how are you doing? 
So much more human. Yeah. Yeah. It's more the care and the consideration. Yeah. I've been loving witnessing that. Yeah. Do you see any, do you see any good companies or people that are doing it well that you think are bringing in the masculine and the feminine energies? I am working with an organization in Colorado that's a housing and finance authority. And I would argue that they are doing a really good job at balancing the hierarchy, the masculine and the feminine. They have enough of a structure that it makes sense because without structure, we have anarchy and that doesn't work. Right. And so there's a, there's a perfect structure for each organization and there's plenty of models for structures. Um, you can find them in infinite number of business books. But what I have loved about working with this organization is that they're really investing in their people. They're allowing their people to show up as humans. And so in that sense, there's more of a caretaking role. It's more feminine, but they also are about driving results and achieving business outcomes and KPIs and the bottom line. And so I have witnessed that they are allowing people to be more self-expressed and human in their work and encouraging that and connecting more. I think the whole connection piece is a very feminine thing. Like, who are you? How are you doing really? Yeah. And also using that as a way to fill up their cups. And this goes back to levity, right? Like, how can I help you stay above the line when above the line is a metaphor for being like lights on, feeling good, lit up rather than like heavy and overwhelmed and like you know when you're looking at someone when you ask them about something they love like their eyes literally light up their Mm -hmm. face brightens they smile as they're talking almost as if i'm doing right now because i love this subject but if you ask me about katie tell me about your uh, junior year internship i'm gonna go lights off my eyes will dull my face will just like go will downturn my body language will get heavy and my voice will get really slow and low and so The companies that I have been working with have been doing a really good job at helping their individuals find their light. I I guess for, say, for entrepreneurs like yourself that are transitioning or you're starting a new business for the first time or maybe you've been deep in the game for a while and shit's just not coming to fruition like you thought it was, it's hard for people to not experience levity. Or sorry, heaviness. Levity is the op is what you want to experience the joy. In in your experience right now with what you're currently going through, shifting from, you know, the natural life cycle of clients now into this new work that you're creating that is a little bit more in line with the things that you're passionate about. What are some of the things that you do to stay light, to stay airy, to stay in this creative space? to where there's true joy in the work that you're doing? It starts between where my fingers are. It starts in my mind. It's how I'm perceiving what's going on because the same thing can happen two days in a row. One day can be a total privilege and like the best day ever. And I'm in flow, I'm in my vortex, I'm in my joy, I'm in my stream of consciousness, I'm connected to my creativity. And then the next day I could feel overwhelmed and that nothing is working out. I could be overwhelmed by all the different work products I have to do or deliverables I have to get done. So it's really how I'm perceiving it. And the question I ask myself is, you know, am I living in my vortex? Am I living in my flow? You know, what does it look like to be effortless? What does it look like to get this thing done with ease, grace, and joy? Mm. You know, how can it get any better than this? How could I find the lightness in this situation? Yeah, that's a great question, especially Mm -hmm. is to think about like, how can it get any better than this? And I think for joy, I think a lot of people try to find it instead of creating it and you can manufacture joy in your work. And 
I'm not it's saying all about like, the feeling, the emotion. Yeah. Right. Because you can feel any sort of emotion at any certain point of the day. You don't have to have like the physical reality. If you feel it now, right. it is happening. And so when mm-hmm. I do my manifestation, I focus on the motion. Like, what's the state I want to feel if I get my new car? It's not the new car. But what is the quality of being that I'm going to feel? It's not going to mm-hmm. be heavy and disappointing. I tell you that, right? If yeah. I'm driving my Q5 Audi, like that's my dream car. I'm going to feel like chic. I'm going to feel empowered. I'm going to feel free. I'm going to feel proud of this car. I'm going to feel sexy. But that's, that's how you start to manifest is when you start to really tune in to those above the line emotions and qualities of being yeah and there's also something to be said about joy in general with connecting yourself to purpose and getting on the same page so even if you're a solopreneur and when i think we talked to renee about this too is like you know just finding the reason why you're doing all this work and i've noticed that solopreneurs have a very tough time and a really hard challenge with remembering the reason why they get up in the morning Mm-hmm. And organizations, I think, too, there's a huge disconnect that we're finding out, and we've talked about this collectively, that brands are changing and companies grow over time. And sometimes what happens is employees get left behind in that. And it's not on an intentional thing, but as you get stockholders, shareholders, as you go public, as you start getting more money, series A to series C, which is different stages of the investment cycle. It's hard for you to keep company culture intact. It's hard for you to like get everybody to be nitty and gritty and remember the days where you're like whiteboarding shit and you know, down in the basement trying to build your first product when now you have 50 teams of 10 people apiece at a 500 person company that started out with four. And I actually have used to work at a company that when I first moved to New York, I was their first hire that they ever had, full-time hire. Wow. They are now, that it's, it's crazy. Now, they just raised $150 million in funding, Series C. Wow. And it was me and four founders, all in the company. So, you know, I bring this up because when I was there, we were talking about future. We were talking about building. And I was doing 20 million fucking jobs. And now, I'm watching them hiring at a crazy pace. They're growing exponentially. I would not be shocked if they get valued at some point as a quarter of a billion dollars, if not more. And in, like culture-wise, that's hard. So it's like, how do you keep the employees super intact with the overall company mission? How do you get them to stay right, super focused on, hey, we are not the startup gritty, like eating top ramen in the bottom of the basement type shop that we used to be when you first got here. We're now an outfit. We're now bigger. We have more things. But I think I, I've noticed that there's a little bit more of a disconnect piece. I noticed that there's a little bit more of companies are still trying to figure out how to bring, quote, levity to a heavy situation such as like we have shareholders we have to answer to. Our board wants their, you know, our investors want their return on their on their money that they gave us. We have to keep pushing the envelope. More money, more revenue, quarter after quarter growth. We have to grow, grow, grow. Yeah. And Which I think it's all hard. that is fine, right? Like sure, having yeah, ambition part is of business. totally fine. Like I want to be a fucking business mogul. Yep. But if I don't know my why, if I'm not tapping into my heart chakra and understanding like why I get up in the morning and do the hard work and who mm. I'm serving and my core values that are being satiated along the way, it means nothing. Right. And so that's, yep. that's a part of when people don't have levity and people are heavy. It's like they are disconnected from their why and from their core values, which are the very things that they live for. 
And so whether mm. it's an organization, whether it's a team, whether it's an individual within that organization, it's important that people understand why they're doing what they're doing, right? The purpose, yeah. one, a pur having a purpose, a clear vision, a clear mission and values is one of the, I think it's the essential factor to an organization finding success. And so, absolutely, yeah, as we finish up this episode, I encourage all the listeners out there to, if they don't know their why, their personal why, their professional why, and their core values, look it up online. Or you can message me on Instagram at Fueling Freedom, and I'm happy to share links to resources that I've used in the past to help my clients and my, yeah, and my, even myself identify these, these things because they are so yeah. important. And I think that's so great, Katie. So everybody, please reach out to Katie or myself on Instagram. Our, our handles are in the show notes. We would love to be able to assist you guys in terms of reconnecting to WISE, whether you're a solopreneur, you're part of a larger organization. These are things that Katie and I have done in terms of the work, really trying to discover and figure out who we are and what we want to communicate to the world. And, and I think just an organization, the last point before we kind of wrap it up is employee retention is still the biggest challenge and the, also the biggest cost for organizations. It really is. And it usually happens during massive growth cycles where people feel disconnected to the whole reason that they're at that job. And I think something to think about for every single business owner slash employee to CEO board of directors, if you are not reinforcing the mission, vision, and the values into your employees and having them understand why they shouldn't be just showing up to work, to show up to work, to collect a paycheck. And I think actually that's a big problem and it gets harder when you get bigger, but- Disease of resignation. Yeah. And I think if you're not using that on a daily basis to really figure out how to build a company from the inside out, I think that's a huge opportunity miss. Miss to really motivate your employees to work more to do more and to feel like that they're part of contributing to something on a larger scale. So with that being said, in the spirit of our episode, Katie, what's one thing we want our listeners to take away from this episode? Um, choosing levity doesn't mean that you're not choosing reality or that you're being stupid or ignorant or blissful, ignorantly blissful. It means that you acknowledge what's going on and you choose above the line anyway, because mm. when you're living above the line, that's when you're living in your vortex and that's when you are your best self. Good. I love that. That's so good. I think for me is don't go seeking out the things that make you happy. Create that. Just, you know what they are. They're been in your brain. And if you're having trouble figuring that out, think about when you were a kid, what were the things that like really made you happy when you started dreaming about things? Like what were the things that you said, when I grow up, I want to be a dot, dot, dot. That's a big one. And I would say, Mike, to add on to that, just like feel it somatically. You know what lights you up. It feels yep. like light and airy in your gut, not heavy yeah. and, and solid. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And we know. this is our episode. That Voila. was it. Voila. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We're so glad that you guys stopped by this week. We are working on some really amazing stuff, Katie and I, to really provide more resources and values to all of you guys that tune in every single week. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking time out of your day. And as always, I'm Mike. And I'm Katie. And we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.